All right. I'm going to tell a joke. This is going to be a quick one. Okay. Ready? Sure. Farts! Farts! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trash What's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going. End of June. End of June. It's been about three weeks since we last recorded. I, it's, yeah, I, they all blend together for me because I'm always editing. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, it's been a little while, but it was, it's fine. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Fine. What's happened since the last time we recorded? Mm. Oh, things got worse. Things got worse, a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and now they're like slowly getting better. Yeah, we had, um, murder of George Floyd, and yeah. Black Lives Matter, and protests, COVID, we're in the green tomorrow, I think. Yeah, well, you know, Pennsylvania is one of the, I think, one of the only three states that's, like, actually had downward trends. Yeah, and now things are going to start opening up, but I'm still not All right, so here's really a question for you. Here's something I was thinking about. Yes. Do you think you will see a movie in a theater this year at this point? Um, not over the summer. Mm-hmm. Maybe come October, but I don't even know. I go by myself, so when I'm usually there, um, mm-hmm. when I usually go no. to the movies, it's at like ten o'clock. Yeah. So even if there was two other people, we're social social distance, it really wouldn't matter. But um, I would still worry about the cleanliness of Oaks Theater. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I can't see it anytime in the next couple months. And they open. I know the Colonial is opening tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know that I would be until until I have that vaccines in my blood. And the autism sets in. I don't know that. I'll would you go to a concert? No, no, not fucking this year. I know there's a couple of, uh, excuse me, concerts that got rescheduled, and I think like the sick of it all agnostic front concert show is sometime in August, like August twenty something. I don't think I'm gonna go. Yeah, I don't know that I would trust you. <laughs> um, I did see that the garbage, Alanis, Liz Fair got rescheduled for like August 26, 2021. Yeah. So that did, did get rescheduled. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and there's some sort of dust storm coming too, I think. Yeah, Sahara dust storm or something. Yeah, it's all like, it really is. I mean, people Murder made the hornets. jokes. It's, it's the, the locust. It really is like the Bible. Yeah. It's a true tale about punishing us because, while well, you haven't heard it yet, Jamie, because I put it out, our last episode was quite salacious and sexy Ooh, yeah that was before the whole black lives matter well not, it's been yeah. going on but yeah. um that was before that yeah it was before floyd yeah it might have soured our three-minute discussion on uh koala rape <laughs> oh yes i forgot about oh uh, so did i and then i laughed and laughed and laughed and donald trump being donald trump and uh, just being a douchebag well, he can't and, walk upstairs and uh, shit and, and like let's let's do the campaign in Tulsa when they burnt uh, down Black Wall Street. Like, it's just like... It's it's, it's, it's the worst time. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, besides that, what's so, hap, hap, happening? Happy stuff? <laughs> Another true tale of the Bible. Mm. I had a power blip a couple nights ago. Oh, yes. I did So that I was one. watching TV. So so this is weird. Okay. So I was watching a Blu-ray. I was watching the producers, actually. Mm. And... My PlayStation 4 was in sleep mode because I'm playing The Last of Us 2, a game that's made everyone angry somehow. And the power blips off. Beep, beep. Were you like, what's <laughs> your butt plug? Did you stop vibrating? You're like, what the fuck? That's how I noticed. It's weird. I was like, man, it was getting to the good part with zero mustel is talking to. No. 
It blips back on, and now my Blu-ray does not recognize the producer's DVD at all. Mm. Like, literally, it says, unreadable, but I was just watching Maybe it. it's racist. I don't think it's racist. It's all like, I don't like the producers. Unrecognizable. <sighs> it's horrible. But anyway, so the next day, I go to turn on my PlayStation. I don't like to. After a power ride, just because it yells at you. Mm, yeah, it's and like, it, you didn't shut me off. Yeah, I was like, well, fuck you, but it didn't turn on. Oh, weird. So I was, I was, I was like, fuck, I guess I'm Got never it. not playing this game because I ain't going to buy a PlayStation 4 yeah. at this point. PS5, man. Yeah, but the PlayStation 4 came back to life. Oh, my God. Yes, the miracle. Mm. After I unplugged it, plugged it back in. Maybe it's Ghost. Like the band, like uh, maybe. Want to hear a spooky story? Sure. So a couple, fart. Yeah. A couple like la- last week or the week mm-hmm. before, one o'clock in the morning, yeah. our doorbell rings, and Mark and I both like shoot up and we're like look at each you other. Shoot up, yeah, like we're like Ugh, fuck man. Yeah. We shoot up out of bed and we're like what the fuck? I'm like maybe it was just we obviously didn't just dream about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like sometimes you know maybe it just went off it like shorted mm-hmm. or something, and then we hear the storm door open, and. Ding dong, ding dong. Oh, that's scary. <laughs> a true story, and yeah. we we don't know who it was. Right. Apparently, with like some one of our neighbors down the street, Mark was talking to, said they were kids. They did the same thing, and mm-hmm. we saw cops in the neighborhood. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I'm like, wow, I get to be alone this weekend. I said, did you hide? Go, Victor. Why don't you go check on to see? <laughs> Victor, can you open the door? Remind me Victor didn't wake up, thank God, but yeah. I, I was a little freaked out. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be racking. I'm um, like, shotgun. so either we're gonna be like murdered, or I'm gonna die in my sleep from my such low heart rate. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just can't, can't win. Well, <laughs> so yeah, that was my yeah. spooky story. So mm. then a little creepy, but who? I think it was just kids. Yeah, I think it was just because dr- it was like graduation, the day after graduation, mm-hmm. a lot of parties. So yeah. maybe it was just drunk kids or someone trying to murder or us. Or that movie, The Crazies. The Strangers. Is it the... Strangers is when they ring the doorbell and they're like, we only... Because oh. you opened the door. Oh, was it because you were home? Yeah. yeah. Then what was the Crazies? Crazies was like Tilo- Timothy Omphont and it was like almost like a zombie type-esque movie. Oh, is it like in a weird zone and they're trying to escape or something? I can't we remember. We saw that in the movies, Yeah, actually. we did. Wasn't that good? It was yeah. a, um, a remake, I think. Um, yeah, it definitely was a remake. Yeah. I saw they remade... Um, Cabin in the Woods. Really? Or maybe not Cabin in the Woods. Um, what's the one where everyone's... I didn't see Cabin in the Woods. So. It's not Cabin in the Woods. It takes place in the Evil, evil Dead ca- Cabin. And it's like the people get the blood disease. Uh, uh, cabin Fever? Cabin Fever. They oh, actually really? remade Cabin Fever five years later. They did and... Cabin Fever too. I thought. No, it was Cabin Fever huh. because... Because um, just Eli Roth did that. Yeah, and I think he produced this one. And at the end, it just ends really weird. They're yeah. like, oh, the thing. And they're real, it was like a real racist ending. Well, there's a really weird, like, the old guy, I was going to say, the thing that's missing that I noticed was when he's talking about the fox pee. Kind of. Because, like, you get that on you, and then he says, you know, something about my N-words. Mm. But in the end of the movie, like, these all these gangsters show up. And they're like all like cool with him. They're like, hey, my N word. Yeah, so that's really so weird. weird. Yeah. And highly racist and offensive. Wasn't he like kind of like finger banging the chick and then like, I don't her rem- skin I, starts yes. falling off or something? Yes, and it was like Eric from Boy Meets Yes, Boy. yes. Well, anyway, they remade that movie like five years later. Oh, okay. All right, so anyway, maybe just talk about music. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, is your air yeah. popping on? Yeah. Well, you, you all freaked out now? Mm, maybe. 
That's why I live. I have a security door <laughs> and a code and. So Muzak, there's been a lot of music stuff. Um, there is. I know Bandcamp a couple times, other than doing COVID nineteen uh, charity type stuff. Uh, I know Bandcamp did that. Was it? Hundred percent, I think went to the NCAAP. Yeah, or, uh, NAACP. Yes, they did that last week, last Friday, and I yeah. think they did it another time. And there was a bunch of bands that just put out mm -hmm. a bunch of like releases, EPs, just for money to go strictly to like different funds yeah. for Black Lives Matter or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I uh, jumped on and bought a couple, a few things. Mm -hmm. right. People are doing T-shirts, you know, just merch. Merch. The uh, the face mask is still popular. Yes, stuff like that. Yeah. So you want to go first? Yeah. First, I'm going to talk about a little band called Death Valley Girls. Yes. Uh, Death Valley Girls, I've talked about a couple times before. They, um, last album, Darkness Reigns, came out in 2018. It's an album I love. Um, I've been anxiously waiting for them to come out with something else. Mm -hmm. Last year, they came out with a single. Yes. And this year, on June 12th, off the off of uh, here the hiccups as I always do in this podcast. Oh God, please don't vomit. Please don't. I'm not gonna vomit. vomit. <laughs> so anyway, June twelfth they uh they released a single, mm -hmm. um and they did a special edition like uh, forty five, which I bought. Cool. And it's two songs. Now I gotta say I had all these insights and comments. That all went out the window when I realized both these songs are covers. Yes, yeah, there they are. So, uh, side one is Breakthrough. I love it. I think it's rad. I do too. I loved it a lot. It's a uh, cover from a 70s band called Atomic Rooster. The song was actually written in 71, which is funny because my very first thought was, oh, they're doing like a 70s psych song. Yeah, yeah. And it was. Very cool. I really, that was my, out of the two, was my favorite. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, like, it's very. Like you said, I mean, thematically, very 70s, like, psychedelic experiment with drugs escaping your own mind. I did listen to the Atomic Rooster cover version. Mm -hmm. Actually, not as good, in my opinion. Oh, interesting. The, death, the DVG version has more swagger, has a slightly slower tempo. Okay. And there's basically, for lack of a better word, less dicking around in the beginning. Because they kind of noodle, like, Atomic Rooster kind of noodles on the guitar and uh, the synth. Uh, the second one... Also a cover is Rock and Roll dash EGA. What does EGA stand for? That bothered me a lot, but I then I realized it. it's a Daniel Johnston cover, so it probably doesn't fucking matter. Uh, yeah. So you know Daniel Johnston? Yes, not personally. Um, <laughs> the late great Daniel Johnston. Yeah. Uh, you know, Death Valley Girls was very briefly his backing band. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, probably right before he died. Do you know this song appears in a movie you've seen? Mm, no, I do not. Empire Records. Really? The scene where Ian Embry is tripping because he eats the brownies and he thinks Guar oh, is yeah. talking to him. It changes over to rock and roll. Huh. And like I said, like because this is a cover, especially because of the Daniel Johnson cover, a lot of my, what I thought were brilliant insights, out the window, it opens up very sing-songy and innocent. It sounds almost like like a, a, a coat, the, the lead up to a coat hangers song. Yes, it has a very long lead up where I was like, where is this Very going? long lead up and it's Not basically... Not very long, but a longer than... Expected almost. And, this, and then it hits into this like heavy, grindy chorus about rock and roll. So it's like basically talking about how bad your life is, and then you discover you know music. 
And then it goes into the chorus. It's almost like a different song. I wasn't super into this till the, the second half of the song when it breaks down, when it turns more and more grindy. It sounds much more like a traditional Death Valley Girl song. And then they start talking about Lucifer and the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. and Yeah, so I really like this, uh, this 45, even though it is, in fact, The Devil's Lie, because mm. they're both covers. I hope they come up with an LP soon. When I listened to this, I was like, holy shit, this is like really good. I don't remember them sounding like this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's two covers. So. Uh, well, that's, that's the thing. I was like, wow, they're really changing up their sound. Yeah, yeah. Was, I liked it, though. Yeah. I really like the, the Breakthrough song. Yeah. I think that's what it's called, right? Break. I gotta look up. Breakthrough, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Opposition Rising, Thou Shall Not Bear False Witness, which came out in April. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're out of Boston. And they were formed in 2010. I wish I had my phone because mm-hmm. uh, they had this big letter to the scene, a big fuck you, and they broke up after this. Oh, really? So, anyway, it's a, it's an EP. I think it's like six songs, very um, political. The first like few songs, it's kind of, if, you, if you're not familiar with them, it's kind of hard to hear the lyrics or whatever if you don't have them in front of you. Um, but it has a lot to do with like social media, like vegetarianism, just a bunch of different stuff. So the first one, Delete Yourself. It's like blazing fast, hardcore, growling vocals, um, all about social media, BS. Like, That's my favorite song. Really? For Delete yeah. Yourself? Yeah. Or Stop Complaining. I like Meat is Murdering You, Eating Animals mm-hmm. Causes Pandemic. I was like, ooh, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Eat Meat. And it's kind of a ska punk song. I like the last two songs. They are kind of the more slower ska punk type feel to it. Yeah. And obviously that Meat is Murdering You has that whole COVID. Yeah. Um, and you actually can understand his lyrics a little better um, in that song. The last song is Digitalize, Sky Punk, Sky Punk. Yes, yeah, Sky Punk. Really cool. I like that the whole beat of the guitar mm-hmm. or the the guitar work and pretty much how bad social media is for you. It I, it's, is. A, it's a decent release. Uh, as I said, my favorite tracks are the last two. So it's a big fuck you to the punk hardcore scene. Yeah. They're like you guys. Are, they're like saying how hypocritical the punk community mm-hmm. is. How like all the internet platforms that they're so fighting against are all made by slave labor and mm-hmm. are pretty much like you know Google, Amazon. They're all uh, yeah. major corporations and just how the internet ruined punk rock and how social media is super evil. It, they had like and they mm-hmm. said Ted, the last things like Ted Kaczynski was right or oh, something, wow, yeah. but they totally go on, go on and it was it was interesting. Everywhere you go, you're gonna have to deal with some type of corporation or whatever. But yeah. they made a really good point of mm-hmm. how like hypocritical like the punk community can be and how Mm -hmm. snotty and how like they chastise some people but like let other people go it's it was it's very it was very interesting Mm -hmm. and i i it was a yeah an interesting whole letter as i said i had it on my phone and took a picture of it but i cannot read it so yeah i just wanted to mention it because um it's a good it's neat neat little release and i i kind of liked the message at the end out of like they only leaving their stuff up on like Bandcamp, i think just so they have a People can listen and enjoy the music. Oh, right. Pretty cool. I think they just put it out themselves. I don't see anything. Wow. So anyway, Opposition Rising. Mm-hmm. What you got? Uh, really quickly, I'm going to talk about Trinidad by The Sweet Spirit, mm-hmm. which we've talked about previously. Is a, Sweet Spirit is a spinoff of the Austin punk band A Giant Dog. And this is much like how uh, XX did their 80s album. Yes. This is also an 80s album, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more, like, blatantly pop. It's not a rock like, album. It's like dream pop, kind of. I don't have, to be honest, a very strong opinion. It's The first time I listened to it, I did not like it. 
I've grown. It gets grown on me. It's mm-hmm. pleasant enough. I couldn't quite get it. Get up enough muster mm-hmm. to really strongly review it. There are no bad songs on it. There are no great songs on it. Um, I don't know if you listen to it. I again. listened to it. I really like my favorite song on the album was "Fear Is a Little." Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me. It has this little um, the uh, riff, guitar riff that sounds like "Platinum Blonde" by Blondie. Yeah. And I thought that was like a fun song. I think it's the second song on the album, and mm-hmm. I was hoping it would go more that way. And it mm-hmm. kind of, I wouldn't say all over the place, but it's just more like poppy that yeah. I just couldn't super get into. Um, there was another song, No Dancing, that I like. Her vocals at times, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me a tiny bit of Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. and then kind of went away. Yeah, yeah. She also reminds me a little bit of Robin. Robin, if you know who Robin is, R O Y or sorry, R O B Y N. She did. She was oh. on like the Teddy Bear. Like, she, oh yeah, okay. she's like a pop singer. She's done yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. That Y two K, her voice reminded me of Robin mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, the Empty Bottle song was was pretty decent. I just felt like it kind of petered out at times. Yes, yeah. I mean, I felt like they were very. I'm just looking up something real quick. See if I can get to. It. Very effective at um, what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. Create this '80s pop album. It's not a genre I'm particularly enamored of. Yeah. And that, of course, is uh, Sabrina Ellis as the vocalist and oh, okay. Andrew Kaysen. And I think I previously said they invent they not invented they invented <laughs> the band. They created this spin-off band so they could learn how to write songs. They could teach themselves how to write lyrics. Oh, that's cool. So it's a really good effort. Just not one I'm not super into. It is like when I was puttering around the house, mm-hmm. doing this or that, it was nice enough. Maybe I'll give it another chance in a bit, but like there are things I, my tastes lean elsewhere, mm-hmm. and it was just hard for me to get into. I hear you. Um, it has a very saucy cover, though. Ooh, saucy. Not really saucy. Not really. It looks more like a, yeah. Like a movie where they, a they have a bar at a beach at some point or something <laughs> like that. Actually, you know what would be good? It'd be almost a good soundtrack to like a... A 80s softcore. Uh, I could see that. Yeah. Wild Orchid 3. <laughs> Actually, I think it was more 90s, but... Yeah. A Zalman King. Zalman King. Oh, but we're not doing that because this is a smut-free podcast. Mm, yes. So, uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I've talked a lot about muff- muffing. 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 Muff- muffing, yes. That's, That's something di- totally No different. smut. Uh, so, nothing came out with George, a live part-time punk mm-hmm. session and this was recorded in L.A. December 7th, 2019. And they, they put this out themselves, but they're still on relapse. Mm-hmm. And this this came out on, on Bandcamp for the NCAA. P, I always mess it up. NAACP. <laughs> yes, I have a... In the NCAA. Yes, like, uh, yes it's basketball. Um, racist. So it came out anyway, um, June 1st for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing shoegazing, super shoegazing type band. Um, I really like them. So anyway, there was nothing new on this. It was just live session and they did a cover of Sex and Candy. So there's four songs on this. Two from Dance Off the Blacktop, which came out 2018. I was like, wow, that was mm-hmm. already two years ago. Zero Hour and Hope is just another word with a hole in it. Both really good versions. Like yeah. I, I thought it was even more shoegazy. Like it just was yeah. very dreamy. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Uh, the the dead are dumb came off of 2016's Tired of Tomorrow. Real cool version. But the one thing that I thought was really cool was Sex and Candy. Yeah, I was surprised. By Marcy's Playground. But they make it their own, yeah. and it's kind of like creepy stalkery. I, yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. But it really works for yeah. them. Like they could have wrote that song. It's very like serene. 
scene and just, yeah. I don't know, it's like something... It is, no, it's bizarre and it's kind of unsettling. Yeah, I really liked it. As I said, this isn't something, if you're new to nothing, it's mm -hmm. for the, the, the fan that really likes nothing and it's this nice little live release and um, if you're, it makes you wanting something new from nothing, at least me, in a good way. And yeah, that Sex and Candy version's really, uh, her cover's really cool. Yeah. So, nothing George Alive Part-Time Punks session. Yes, the the cover sounds like in my 80s softcore where uh, <laughs> that takes place in Trinidad where the main character gets hit with like a bottle. Yeah, That's what it up. would sound like after. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Going back to my notes. Mm-hmm. Slift. Yes. Uman. Where to fucking begin? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Slift is out of Toulouse, France. France? Like French dressing? Uh, French toast? <laughs> French kissing? It's a three-piece. Yes. Three-piece, and they look like, I don't know, maybe because I'm getting a little older, like, they look like three babies. I thought they I don't think they're like, like 20s. They look like babies. They look so. like they were like 25. Yeah, exactly, babies. Goo goo ga ga. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, their label is Vicious Circle. Okay. I guess put out in conjunction with Stolen... Stolen Body. Was yeah. that, uh, I think, like, um, Suo or whatever. Uh, yeah, Suo, I think. Was that Stolen Body? Right? I, I think so. Label? And by the way, Vicious Circle might have been... Do you remember that not-so-French metal band that was... It was like the Evil Circus music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they were all Vicious Circle. Too. I've heard of Vicious Circle. I can't place yeah. them, but... I think I looked up this band it's, a while ago when I was looking up Doom Rock yeah. stuff, but... That's uh, Maynard James Keenan's uh, side project. Mm. Vicious Circle. Yes. Wah, wah. Nope. 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 <laughs> I know you don't like... Uh, I'm not a fan. I haven't really listened to one yeah. Anyway, you know who's not a tool? Who? Slift. Yeah, okay. So this is... No, what? Not that way. Whoa, <laughs> no, fuck no, you! No, I like Slift. <laughs> anyway, Slift. The one song on the album? Or two? This is a tough, tough... Great album to listen to. Mm -hmm. Tough album to review. I agree. Imagine every type of, of hard, heavy rock out there. Kraut rock, space rock, psychedelic, whatever. It's all in this album. Yes. <sighs> Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, primarily they're like a, they're like a psychedelic doom, stoner rock band, super fuzzed out. Lots of like space accents. Lots of what I like to call sci-fi business mm -hmm. happening here and there. And yeah, like it's, um, it's an amazing album. The, there are some long songs on there. Mm -hmm. And again, going back towards, you know, the comment that's a very hard album to review. Every song sounds like a sprawling epic. There are a couple, like, the shorter songs sound like they're 20 minutes long. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but again, it's hard to tell when every song does a little bit of everything. Yeah. They almost blend into each other. Like, I listened to the first four tracks all together. Yeah. And the first two, I was like, okay. And then, like, third and fourth started running in together. Yeah. And then I had to do something because half hour had already elapsed. Well, then, then you run into... So that's one thing. And then the opposite, sort of the flip side of that is, so there's, like, a 13-minute song. It'd be Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Which my favorite song. Awesome. I knew you'd like it. That's why I chose it. Songs that change theme in the middle of the song, you think it's a different song, but it's the same song. Yes, yes. Which... One might wonder, why don't you just make different songs? That's the... Yeah. But no, I it like it. It is what it is, yeah. It is what it is. So, it opens with um, Uman, which is like sort of this this low drone that develops into this relentless gallop. 
And it kind of gives you a clue what you're in for. Mm-hmm. It remind, some of the guitars on that, mm-hmm. it's either the first song or the second song, remind me of Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yeah, so there's um, a lot of, like, like I said, like every kind, there's... Um, and some doors going through there. Doors. I mean, the two, I guess, two or three most... Ghosts. No, I was, when, I was like, oh, where's the kitty? Yeah, she's had one. Um, the kitty, the other night, like, it was just me watching TV, and usually she's out. She wasn't anywhere to be found. I was like... Ugh. If she died in my bed, but I just had to throw my sheets away. Uh, before she, she came out. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, golly gee, where was I? Uh, oh, so to give it like contemporary references, the one that invite the most comparison would be uh, King Gizzard and a Lizard Wizard. Mm-hmm. Very the, the OCs. At and times. the OCs would be yeah. the other. And occasionally like Ty Seagal, who, you know, they're all artists who do a whole bunch of different shit. And they're all like, to some extent or another, psych influence. Mm-hmm. Lions, Tigers, and Bears is 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. The vocals are the most different on the album, I think, and they remind me more of something like, honestly, like I was, I was like, like a little bit like Western Addiction, or I could see I had that. said that Zero Hour. Okay, but uh, I enjoyed it. As yes. I said, I think I came across them before. Mm-hmm. So when I first listened to the, the album, I, I didn't listen to it all the way through, but I listened to a really good chunk of it. I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. And then yeah. the second time I listened to it, I started just kind of hearing the same stuff a little. And every song, I think, shifts thematically. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll start off something like um, Altitude Lake, which is very doomy, then becomes quicker. Or vice versa, you have a quick song that has a doom segment. Um, Lions and Tigers and Bears. You know, you have three minutes of, like, these almost punkish vocals. Then ten minutes of, like, yeah, just- bizarro psychic soundscape. Yeah. And then yeah. it takes like two minutes for the song to fucking end. Yeah, yeah. It's a very but, bizarre. But it works. Yeah, but it's, it, it works. works it's it, bizarre. Yeah. The other song, so the, my favorite song, that's my second favorite, is actually Citadel on a Satellite. That was the fourth which is, song, isn't it? Fourth or fifth? It might be, yeah. That's okay. uh, another one good. that's like ten minutes. And that one's good because it takes you everywhere from the Shire to a Star Trek brothel to like <laughs> Seven, they has these seventy, what I call seventies guitar elephants. Where it's like, do 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 woo, do 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 woo, and yeah, everything. It's like a mind fuck. And like I said, it's very hard to review because it is so different mm-hmm. and, but thematically very similar. The you had me listen to the dark, the dark water, dark whatever. Oh, dark space, cold. And I was eh was, on that song, but it does just represent the sound and how they go. It wasn't like a bad song. It yeah. was just one of my least um, favorites. That one does turn into like fucking dark side of the mood halfway through. Okay. Which is where because I don't like that song till I do, and then like which is when it kicks in. Yeah. Okay. Because um, it was like an eight minute song. I might have. Yeah. Stopped paying attention. So after I think like it's like five a, I think it's like a seventy minute album, and you have like a. A 13-minute song, a couple of 10-minute songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would say probably the average song was maybe around six minutes. Like, yeah, it wasn't six minutes. that bad. There, the longest was the yeah, Lions, Tigers, and Bears, and then there was yeah, like an eight and a ten. There was a three-minute song. Mm-hmm. That's Orochs or Coffin. Yeah. That's my French. Yes, it's very good. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? No. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, my sister? Monsieur. I don't know what that means. It means my sister. Talk American. <laughs> anyway, that's left. Might not be the best interview. Like what, said, um, when did it come out? This came out February. Okay, yeah. Cool. So I got 
I got uh, this EP and one little single. Mm -hmm. I thought this would be your favorite out of it everything was. I reviewed. It was. No Bro. Oh, indeed. Sick Hustle. Came out April 17th, 2020 on Dine Alone Records. Dine Alone Records has a lot of good stuff yeah. on, actually. Mm -hmm. Why don't you check Sparta's it out? on there. No Bro. Um, Drew Thompson. Uh, oh. There's just a lot of good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, there are four piece out of Montreal. And they're kind of rock and roll, alt-rock, garage, little punk, mm -hmm. and a band absent of bros. Yeah. Hence, no <laughs> bros. All women. So it starts off with, don't die. And I was sold on the one lyric uh, um, about a, a volcano of cocaine. Yep, I too. climbed it in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, this is I was awesome. like, I'm like, I'm in love. <laughs> and it has this like arena rock feel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, it. it really does. And it's just very clever lyrics. Um, it almost reminds me of a more rock and roll La Tigra song. Yeah. A little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like this spoken word with a sing songy chorus kind of. Yeah. That's how I can explain it. Or like, but it's really good, really cool, and kind of. It's just good. Till I get it all. Very rock and roll, fuzzy guitars and vocals, catchy as fuck. Awesome chorus, and it has like this runaways feel, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Really cool. Don't want to talk about it. More rock and roll. That it is. actually reminds me of Fiddler a little it's bit. It's my favorite song in the album. It has this Fiddler. I'd have to play this song. It's off their self, mm -hmm. Fiddler self-title, but it has like this just um, riff going through it where like I just thought of Fiddler. And it's like a little more slow, a little more plotting. Um, pretty cool. I mm -hmm. really like it. Tavi, I really liked it. It reminded me actually a bit of Death Valley Girls. I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mariana is one of my favorite songs. Upbeat, catchy, fun, like a summery rock and roll cruising mm -hmm. song. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about it that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. I love this EP. I don't get the best reviews, but yeah. there's not that much more I can say about yeah. this type of stuff. Uh, if you like poppier Donnas and Runaways. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, Mariana, it was, it, it, like, it was, like, very, it was a much more pop punk song. Yeah. Remind me a bit of, um, the Jolly Rocks. The Dolly Rocks? Oh, or okay. the Dolly Rocks. Yes. Or, um, I don't know if you know a band, Go Betty Go. I've heard of them. I never So, very similar to another band, not as I can see Dolly Rocks. Well, you even think that, because uh, Victor really enjoys the Dolly Rocks. Yeah. makes me play them all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really love this EP. It's, like, a feel-good, especially, mm -hmm. the, like, with all this shit going on in the yeah. world and the... Um, and I honestly cannot wait for a full length from them because I think they are yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I liked it a lot. They're really fun. Mm -hmm. So that is No Bro, Sick Hustle. So I go to listen to No Bro because I think you, you gave me a link. Yes. And I was like, again, let's talk about old person moments. I'm like, I've heard of this band before. And then I realized it was because you had texted me. You're really going to love No Bro? And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I said, I think you're going to like it because I was up your alley. Yeah, but I you would, but I, uh, I forgot. That's so weird. That's like, like it'll probably be subliminally like programmed really easy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I have one single to talk about. Right. Bully, Where to Start. And it's, uh, the, it's a single off their third album, Sugar Egg. Sugar mm -hmm. Egg off Sub Pop. And it's supposed to drop. Uh, in August. Ooh. Their last album was in 2017. Ah. And I don't know, I like it. It has like this rock and roll, like 90s alt feel. It kind of harkens back to just those 90 riot, not riot girl, but like girl, our alt rock girl groups with yeah. like a whole little bit, not as heavy mm -hmm. as whole. <laughs> like Juliana Hatfield, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, her vocals, her name's Alicia Bagnano. She, her vocals kind of remind me slightly like Courtney Love. Like, mm -hmm. she can go up and sing good, but she can kind of get raspy and down as well. Yeah. 
And apparently she has recently somewhat diagnosed um, with bipolar 2 disorder. Ah. So now she kind of is just like, she used to be kind of afraid to talk about it or let herself mm-hmm. go per se. So apparently a lot of this album has to do with that. Ah. Um, do you remember that movie? I didn't see it. It was called Her Smell with Elizabeth Moss. And it was supposed to be like some pop punk chick no, band. No, no. Well, anyway, she wrote some of the songs, no. uh, um, Alicia from, from Bully. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I really like this song, Where to Start. It just just kind of reminds me of like this grungy. She gets compared a lot to Kurt Cobain, oh, which really? I don't really see. But I don't know. It's sort of something. I, I saw the video, and I, I listened to the song, and I just was like, oh, this kind of, I like it. It was just something different and kind of just had that, you know, nostalgia. Yeah, I gotta listen to it. I listened to it once. I really liked it. I meant to go back and again do it again. Yeah, did not get around to it, but I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I would love to hear more. So that's bully. Where to start? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, there she's on Sub Pop. Yeah, um, so I'm a, I'm a little excited to see her, see mm-hmm. where this goes. Yeah. I have ordered it. Oh, that'd be it. All right. So we've been watching a couple of movies and yeah. a TV, rewatching a TV series. Okay. The one, I'm not going to go into it, so I'm watching Nosferatu from 1972, Okay. which is Werner Herzog's interpretation of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool to look at, kind of boring. I watched J.T. Leroy. I didn't even know this existed. So I think it was like a very indie movie. I only, I don't even know is why. Is it on now. Amazon? No, I actually got Netflix. Oh, okay. It might be on Amazon. And it's about, literally, it's about J.T. Leroy, and it's Laura Dern as J.T., Ooh. And maybe we'll talk the story of J.T. Leroy, or at least as far as we're going to do Yeah, maybe this. next time. Kristen Stewart plays Savannah Nope, who was the person yes. posing as J.T. Yes. And uh, Courtney Love's in it. Huh. Instead of Asia Argento, it's Ava Allen. Ooh. Oh, um, and yeah, it's really, it's interesting because one, like J.T. does not come across as particularly likable. If, depending on how true it is, Hey. Shirley and Manson? In no, Shirley Manson. Um, well, there's that um, famous picture of like Asia, Debbie Harry, Rosario Dawson, Shirley, mm-hmm. and a couple other people all sitting with JT. And I was like, this is yeah. like my female like <laughs> yeah. but, uh, idols. If it's to believe, Ava, quote unquote, mm-hmm. started to catch on that JT Leroy was fake. Okay. Um, at Cannes. But I don't know how true that is. Like I said... It's interesting. It's good, not great. Um, I don't think I had any other insights there. Yeah, um, I kind of. I wouldn't mind checking it. Oh, out. like I said, like I said. Um, oh, I forgot. So this is one thing I forgot about from the JT Leroy legend, Speedy. Yes. And I was like, oh, Speedy. Yep. And like I said, we can go into uh, JT Leroy. Some well, that's time. the whole like Terminator thing too. Yeah. Um, well, and plus she was intern, but before that, I think JT Leroy's like. Um, some type of screen something was Terminator. That's yeah. where like that garbage layer comes from. Yeah, uh, but like I mean, please, to go. Yeah, please, I've actually like, heard interviews. We're talking about garbage. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> um, Mark Maron actually interviewed JT Leroy. Uh huh. So in the movie, she comes across as a lot more calculating. The interview, like she comes across as legitimately disturbed. Hmm. Like and not even like she has like emotional problems stuff, which I'm sure she does, but that doesn't come across in the movie. Yeah. So it's okay. Uh, finally. I rewatched mm-hmm. Aeon Flux. Okay, how the was MTV it? The MTV series. I watched it twice actually. Once through and once with commentary tricks. Um, Aeon Flux, nowhere near as good as you remember, but a lot better than it should be. Mm-hmm. 
for the younger people in the audience, uh, MTV got in its head at one point to do an like adult animation, mm-hmm. and they had shows like The Max, uh, The Head, right? yeah, and Liquid so Television. Liquid, yes. So Liquid Television, Beavis they were, and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead, before they were Beavis or Beaver Butthead. and Butt Cheese, as they were known. That's right, Beavis and Butthead were on Liquid TV. Yeah. So Liquid TV was this bizarre anthology like TV show, mm-hmm. and one of the features was Aeon Flux, which was just this sci-fi future assassin. That you had no idea what was really going on. Yeah, you never had an idea what was going on, yeah. and the main story you knew stuff, but you didn't yeah. know that much. Eventually, it became its own series for one season. There's a lot less sex in it than you think. So that's the other thing. It was it was very titillating for the time. Mm-hmm. Like Anne Flux generally wore like a purple bikini. Yeah. And she was always having sex. Like to the point where you'd be like, oh, she has a neurological disorder. Because she literally <laughs> stops what she's doing to like, I don't know, lick like a, a belly button or some weird, bizarre future shit. But, um, that's what they do in the future. And there's a lot more continuity to it. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Hmm. And some of the episodes are legitimately deep. Huh. Like there's one on like this like consciousness. There's one just on um, alternate realities. Hmm. Stuff like that. But where it gets interesting is when you start listening to the commentary. Because basically, you know, MTV, we're what, they're like, we're the rebels and we're the cool. Super corporate. And they basically, they're pointing out stuff in shots that you never would have picked up on. There's a scene where, like, watch this, MTV wouldn't let us animate Aeon pointing a gun at somebody, so in this scene, she's going to raise it up here. Huh. And, and like, there's a lot of that, and, like, yeah. and they didn't want us doing this. They, and they're, like, they were very big on linear storytelling. They didn't want us to be inventive and artistic. So weird. And there's an episode where at some point, like, a, a drop of blood falls. Mm-hmm. The creator and the animator, they make a comment that's really kind of, like, it's really passive-aggressive. Look, the only drop of blood in Aeon Flux, even Aeon is surprised. <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of, it's more interesting because they, they don't really go into like, oh, this means this or that means that. But it's more, like I said, how corporate, like hmm, tinkering. It's a different insight of, of it than. It was entertaining. And actually I started watching that because uh, my, my Blu-ray player wouldn't let me watch the producers. I watched The Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, part one and two of Chris Benoit. Oh. It's all about uh, him and the whole murder things. It's yeah. very, very interesting. Done very well. Mm-hmm. The first part, like, it's weird. They never go into him, like, really growing up. Apparently, like, they have entered, they didn't, not in what I saw, but they have interviewed his father before and his mm-hmm. dad's just, like, real, like, stoic and, like, you just don't know anything. Mm-hmm. He was married before and had a kid. Like, the whole thing's just weird. Like, when I first watched it, this whole, like, relationship with Mm -hmm. Eddie Guerrero, like, him and Eddie were, like, huge, like, Mm -hmm. they they were over in Japan together. And he has a very weird and very attachment, like, great attachment to Eddie Guerrero, almost like a brother Mm -hmm. or a father figure that he never had. Like, he, like, truly loves him. And, like, after watching the first part, I was like, is he... Gay. Like, was there something going on like that? And, like, I don't care either way. Yeah. And Mark's like, well, you got to think. They don't really talk about his family. It could be. And he's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. So then it goes on to the second part. And they go more into, like, his brain and, like, what was going on. And, yeah. like, his wife, like, was kind of a little bit of trouble. Seemed like a very nice girl, but kind of was, you know, wrestler to wrestler mm-hmm. to a point. Um, kind of had some abusive relationships and stuff. But the whole, like... 
murder itself is really fucking bizarre, which I didn't know about. So after Eddie Guerrero died, like, mm -hmm. he lost his mind, like, didn't want to talk to anybody, was just, like, crying uncontrollably oh, and wow. stuff, and would write in a journal, like, I'm going to be seeing you soon, apparently. Mm. And then they were saying just with the head, like, he had a brain of, like, an 80-year-old. Like, his head was so fucked up. And oh, you're really? just wondering with this input, like, if, if he was just having, like, something wrong with his brain. He yeah. obviously was when you're taking that much, you know, abuse. So the whole murders were, mm -hmm. like, so he, like, killed his wife, like, broke her back, like, tied her up and more or less broke her back. And then he, like, gave his seven-year-old kid, like, Zan, like, all these... Ooh pills and then suffocated him oh and put God. a knife under his bed and then he left bibles Ugh. all around him and then he half contemplated like going to do his show his wrestling mm -hmm. show and then i guess his last couple like internet searches i forget what the first one was something with maybe a jesus or the bible or something yeah. and then it was how to um the least painful to hang yourself and then he Ooh. just hung himself but he like slept in there with them dead. I think, and then he called and said, oh, everyone has food poisoning. So they're not like, it, it's just yeah. very bizarre. Yeah. But they said he totally was not like that. And it was just like something just came unhinged. And yeah. It's wow. just very bizarre. But it was, it's a good watch. Um, if you have Comcast, it's on demand yeah. on, I think it's on uh, Vice. But it, it, it was very interesting yeah. two-parter. Chris Benoit, because but now that everyone's at AEW, yeah. that like that was with WWE, no one's allowed to talk about it. Like uh, they have erased Benoit from. There's like a brief window, I feel like, between him dying and them realizing he killed his family. There was like a like two day, like a day or two. They did a tribute to yes, Chris yes. Benoit without knowing what then, happened. Whoop! Yep, and then they're like, we're not talking about him ever again. Yep, it's yeah. funny. You, ugh, it's creepy. That was so freaky. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of 2007, funny. 2007, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. It's sort of funny you bring up Japan just because I've been thinking about this from watching like all those like rockumentaries. Mm -hmm. Like it seems like if anything, you're, if your band's going to break up, it's always after you do you go tour in Japan. <laughs> and I honestly don't know if it's, and maybe this goes to wrestlers too, it's the strand of being so far away from everything. <laughs> and I know at least for rockers at that point, you've probably been touring nonstop and you're yeah. close to the breaking point anyway. Well, a lot of times in Japan, they like, like kind of learn new stuff. And yeah. They have that whole like strong style of Japanese mm -hmm. wrestling or whatever. And they, that's kind of how like Eddie Guerrero like really, really got big. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was yeah. very interesting mm -hmm. stuff. So if yeah. you're interested in wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, or, or murders. Or like horrible murders. Yeah, it's horrible. Ugh. Yay, yay, yeah! Yay. Wow, this is kind of a downer. <laughs> so yeah, next time um, we'll probably record in a couple weeks or so yeah. from now, whatever. Mm, turns out I have a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, you might might be cranking out to the new fancy microphone. Mm, yes, so that'll be good. Yeah, um, but for now, I guess that is it. Um, Trash Street, the macabre, uh, the macabre <laughs> episode murder. We'll have a happy episode yeah. next time if I'm not dead. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to delete this now yeah. just in case. Like, Mr. Sessa. <laughs> uh, so, Trash South Street, um, if you guys are bored, send us stuff to listen to. I might try to get this on. I'm, I'm looking into maybe doing SoundCloud as another medium. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Any um, suggestions, whatever. Yeah. We suck. Yeah. You want to. Yeah. You have a secret crush on Lou. We won't tell. Well, no one has ben, a secret crush on her. Yeah, just hit us up on Facebook and the regular places. Yeah, and maybe we'll talk go. about, uh, we'll tell the JT Leroy our story. Yes, we should, because we're part of that man. Man, yes. 
Alright everyone, bye. Bye.